Hi guys, um, a lot going on. <laughs> Everything is nuts. Uh, before we get into it, I just really quickly need to discuss this soccer Tanya Harding situation with you guys. A woman that plays for PSG hired masked men to pull, like to carjack her basically, when she offered to drive her teammate home and then those men like held her back or pretended to anyway while they attacked her teammate and like hit her with a metal bar. And this is a teammate she'd been competing for playing time with. So I guess we'll get a movie about this in like 20 years. Um, just insane. You would think also knowing about Tanya Harding, like no one would ever try and pull that stuff again. Anyway, allegedly, I guess. Um, a lot to discuss otherwise. Pete and Kim situation, Astro World, the Wicked movie musical, Will Smith believing he can get away with murder, Shailene Woodley embarrassing herself and her alleged fiance. Um, as well as some good like TV we've got coming out and um, oh a Netflix show that's going to allow you to shop while you watch which is interesting so we discuss and apparently Ryan Reynolds is pausing his acting career I don't know what's going on let's catch up breaking news our top story tonight um, JK, this is the story everyone's been talking about though, and I missed out on the timing here. Pete and Kim. Kim and Pete. Keat and Pim. Tim and Fleet. Davidson and Kardashian. Kardashianson. Uh, keeping up with SNL. Um, all started with a roller coaster ride, or really a magic carpet ride, it would seem. Um, let's talk timeline with the fact that, like, Pete Davidson is younger than me, and he's dating a woman with four children. It's like a little mind boggling. But what we believe is that they've definitely known each other since at least 2019 for Kid Cudi's birthday, where Kanye, Timmy Chalamet, and Pete were all invited, and Kimberly was also there. And then almost two years later, Kim hosts SNL and kisses Pete in a sketch, which at the time seems like the wildest possible course of events. I was incorrect. Then we get the roller coaster picture. Kim goes to Staten Island and they have a rooftop date. Do you know how much you have to like a man to go to Staten Island? Scarlett Johansson and Kim Kardashian both have done it. These men must be magical. Apparently, Kanye isn't thrilled by this because he's going around in interviews talking about how they aren't even divorced. SNL made her say that. And he's also wondering why we haven't seen Kamala since the election, which actually made me LOL and I thought was a decent point. Um, and I did not laugh, however, when he referred to his messy haircut as the Britney. Um, Pete went on Seth Meyers this week and confirms he has a show on Tubi. Seth is great about it because apparently gangly white men come on his show to air out their personal business. But Seth starts it by saying, um, you have some rumors going around. Is there anything you want to confirm? And Pete says, a lot of people are shocked that I could get on a show like Tubi, but it's a real thing. Apparently confirming that he is actually dating Kim Kardashian. Honestly, good for both of them. Uh, good for her for moving on. Good for him for keeping up the allure. I did see a meme that was like, no one's just considered that Pete Davidson might be a nice guy, which is honestly hilarious because I don't think any of us have considered that. But clearly he is because he is just honestly living the dream. Um, let's talk Wicked casting and the fact that I do think it's perfect. No one asked me, but this is my opinion. It was announced um, last week for the Wicked movie musical who Glenda and Elphaba will be portrayed by. None other than the otherworldly talented Ariana Grande and Cynthia Erivo. Ariana is obviously playing Glenda. Cynthia is playing Elphaba. There have been a lot of like 
pleas and cries for a person of color to play Elphaba. I think that this is partially an answer to that, but I also think that Cynthia Erivo has like a voice that doesn't make any actual sense. So she should always be in every movie musical. Um, it's going to be directed by John Chu, who did In the Heights last year, and he also did Crazy Rich Asians. It's set to start production this summer. I, for one, am very excited, but also nervous, because we know that a movie musical can go um, any which direction, insert cats. Uh, but cr we know that Ariana and Kristen Chenoweth are close, and that she's already congratulated Ariana. Adina posted congratulating both women. I think we can all agree that these roles are iconic because of those women and their sweet, sweet friendship with one another. Um we don't know who else is going to be in this movie. I've only seen Wicked once and like I'm not like a scholar by any means. I have listened to the soundtrack a few times but like I don't know the characters in and out right. Like do I know all the words to popular? Sure but who doesn't. Um, but everyone's greatest fear is that James Corden will be cast in some way shape or form. I think we should just accept that fate. I don't think he lets a movie musical pass him by. Um, that man is never not working. Other names tossed around. Ben Platt, of course. Jordan Fisher. Zac Efron. I love Zac Efron in a musical. I think he's happy doing them, and that makes me happy for him. I know that calling the casting perfect at this point is a little brazen, um, but hopefully we will get some exciting additions, James Corden notwithstanding. Okay, I know the last two things were like relatively light and of little to no consequence. And unfortunately, the next thing is not so much. I know it is not fun at all to discuss, but we still have to discuss it um, because there's truly so much going on within this horrific tragedy in Houston. Obviously talking about Astroworld. We're going to try and do a little timeline as well as basically the arms that are coming off of this tragedy. So last Friday, about 50,000 people attended Astroworld Fest in Houston, Texas. And from the start, it was clearly chaotic and like did not seem under control. Um, as a result, at least eight people have lost their lives. Hundreds of people were severely injured and thousands have been traumatized for the rest of their lives. Um, any video from the event is incredibly hard to watch. I would not encourage you to. Um, even videos of the people who made it up to like the camera stand because it was streaming live on Apple um, Music or Apple TV or whatever. People made it up to those cameramen and were shrieking at them to stop the show because people were dying. Um, it doesn't show you any bodies or any of the physical impact, but it shows you the fear and complete lack of humanity. It's deeply upsetting. Um, I'm sure that you guys, like me, have started to see videos of artists all over the world stopping their shows when they see someone pass out or a man inappropriately touch a woman or um, someone like trampling someone. It's clear artists have visibility of their crowds. I've seen videos from the 1975 to Lil Pump, Adele, Tim McGraw, Harry Styles, ASAP Rocky. ASAP's is the funniest because he's straight up screaming at these men. <laughs> which is like a vibe that I can respect that he's like what is wrong with you and obviously everyone else is is like that I saw logic like people are the thing is like the 1975 especially and logic I both saw these videos where the artist stood on stage and directed the crowd to move out of the way so that security or medic or whoever could get to the person that was injured the list of artists just runs the gamut so why is Travis Scott not on this list 
Now there are reports saying that he went to an after party after the festival, despite the fact that Kylie has come out and said that they didn't know about the deaths during the concert. They didn't find out until after. Obviously, day two of this festival was canceled. Refunds were issued, and Travis Scott has offered to pay the funeral costs for the people who lost their lives. Generous. Like, what? Like, great. Yeah, that's nice. But, like, you also could have controlled this situation a little bit more. Um, I think it's also worth pointing out that this is not, like, a whole music festival, right? Like, Travis Scott was the reason that this was happening, it's not like a Coachella or an ACL or a Bonnaroo or something where like there are multiple artists and so they cannot fully control this crowd because they may not be their fans or whatever. These people were there to see Travis Scott. Anyway, um, if you've seen things like Travis Scott does not at all stop the show when people are screaming in unison, stop the show. People are yelling at medics um, who from many firsthand accounts don't seem to be the most proficient at their jobs. Um, Houston police expressed concerns prior to the event, but it still went on and people lost their lives as a result. The timeline we've been told right now is that Houston police initiated a mass casual casualty protocol at 930 when they first started to see people go down and informed the organizers at that time and the show didn't stop for another 40 minutes. 40 minutes of medical personnel trying to get to victims and Travis Scott still performing. 40 minutes of people trying to crowd surf passed out bodies so that they could get to some sort of medical attention off on the side while Travis Scott was still performing. 40 minutes where someone's life probably could have been saved while Travis Scott was still performing. So he should be sued. Honestly, leave Stormy out of it. I will stand by that. An additional garbage note, in case all of this has not been um, deeply upsetting enough, is that now Travis Scott has partnered with BetterHelp to offer a free month of therapy to people who were at Astroworld. Apparently, BetterHelp does sell your data. Apparently, BetterHelp does sell your data to third parties, so BetterHelp will likely make money off of this tragedy, even though at face value... Apparently, BetterHelp does sell your data to third parties, so BetterHelp will likely make money off of this tragedy, even though at face value it appears altruistic. Um, Houston police are still actively investigating. They say that they don't know exactly what the cause of the initial surge was that caused the asphyxiation and trampling of the victims. Um, some people that were there say it was when Drake showed up, uh, and one victim has named Drake in their lawsuit, which that doesn't seem particularly fruitful, but like, what do I know? An ICU nurse that was at the festival said it started as the countdown clock ticked towards Travis's appearance on stage, so that like, already was bad before he ever count on stage and apparently I did not know this but he has a history of encouraging people to be rowdy at his shows so like if people were on top of one another he clearly never thought to stop it but like when people are screaming at you asking you to stop maybe you should think about it I don't know I saw videos of people just trying to get through security at the beginning of the day and it was like already wild before things have even started um, the thing that's obviously terrifying is there's no escape in that situation, right? There was a man who said, he was like, I was in it. It was terrifying. He's like, I'm six feet tall. I could turn my head up to the sky and breathe. He was like, not everyone has that experience. Like you have no exit. Um, another couple said that when it started to get bad, they tried to leave and they just couldn't. And like, we have all been there. We've all been in crowds where you like look up at one point and you're like, oh, I can't get out of here. If you get separated from your friends, you can't reach them. Um, if you are in a crowd and pressed up against everyone and you have no way to breathe or leave, like 
I'm five feet tall. I stand no chance. I know this is not remotely the same, but for perspective, when I heard this story, I, the only time I've ever experienced something like this, I was literally waiting to go into a football game and there was a gate in front of us. And thankfully there was room on either side, but we were in line. So like, you're not going to the left or the right. You're only going forward. And we experienced that sudden um, phenomenon of just the push, which is what they say, you know, happened here. And it's why people were being trampled. It's very scary because it happens all of a sudden. You don't know why it's happening, but because there was a gate in front of us, everyone was stuck and crammed next to each other. Again, we could have stepped to either side and started to expand. And that's what happened so that like there was some tension release, but like if you get pushed and then the people in front of you start moving to the side, you're going to fall, right? Because your body weight's on them. I had a friend grab me under my arms and y'all stay up, Megan. Don't you fall. Probably lasted 60 seconds to two minutes. It was absolutely terrifying. And the friend that was behind me was correct. If I had fallen, I would have been trampled. I don't think I would have died in that specific situation because, again, the gates were not open. People could not move forward that far. But I don't think I would have been able to continue that day. It is very scary that all these people were just trapped and attempting to breathe. I did watch a TikTok the other day that said if you ever feel like you might be in that situation, to put your arms up in front of your body so you can create a little bit of space. So even if you're being smashed into someone else, you've got about the like length of your like wrist or whatever, you know, like your knuckles to give you some space to breathe. And I'm telling you guys that because as soon as I saw it, I saved the video. I don't know what kind of situations we're all trying to put ourselves in. You know, I'm getting too old for festivals, but just in case, put your arms up, give yourself some room to breathe. There's all sorts of TikToks about these things. I would be shocked if anyone found themselves in this situation again, because it seems like an absolute tragedy like this has to have some sort of impact on the way festivals work moving forward. And honestly, like I can't even imagine what sort of career Travis Scott is even going to have moving forward. But you know, Chris Jenner is working very hard. My first question is, what's happening in the Smith family? Why do they keep admitting to so much? Um, No, it's specifically about Will this time. Um, Him and Jada really are out here just telling us all their business. Um, And Willow's just making TikTok bops. But um, apparently Will Smith uh, considered murder and was convinced he'd get away from it. Um, this This might be a question about how the brain changes with fame because Will Smith's father abused his mother and he wanted to avenge his mother which like Freud would like a word, but I get it. You, you don't want to watch your mother suffer and you want to hurt the person that hurt her. The questionable part is when he acknowledges that he would have gotten away with it because he's famous and it would have been an Oscar winning performance when he called 911. He says that he wanted to kill his father in his memoir, which is like coming out now, his memoir. And, um, he thought about it when his father was incredibly ill at the end of his life, which, which honestly just makes you think like, let go and let God, my guy. But there's definitely some like father threads in the memoir that definitely are trying to line up with the release of the movie he stars in called King Richard, which is a story about the father of Venus and Serena Williams, which a story about Serena Williams' father with his name as the title is a whole other story in question. But how many celebrities do you think believe they can get away with murder? Because it's probably too many, right? I know some of them have, if I did it by O.J. Simpson, but (laughs) some of them definitely think they could. 
my second question because these people really just keep embarrassing themselves. Have Shailene Woodley and Aaron Rodgers met? The reason I ask is because of all of this Aaron Rodgers getting COVID while being unvaccinated news. If you didn't know that, here's your here's your news flash. He has COVID. He tested positive. He is not vaccinated. No one knew that. He was um, lying about it or like not being a lie by omission, right? He said he was immunized. Um, he was not following NFL protocol. He was walking into media um, arrangements without a mask on, which led people to believe that he was vaccinated. Him not getting vaccinated is genuinely his choice. One that I don't care for, but it is his decision. His problem is that he was dishonest and as a result, put people at risk. We saw with Kyrie Irving that athletes put their careers at risk when they are, there are vaccine mandates, but Kyrie has been transparent about all of it. No matter how bizarre everything he's been saying is, he hasn't broken any rules. He practiced outside with his team and wore his mask. Again, I do not agree with his choice, but he hasn't ever been disrespectful to his teammates. I think it's selfish, but whatever. Aaron Rodgers put people at risk, clearly didn't bat an eye. Now he's misquoting MLK and saying that he consulted Joe Rogan when asked what doctors he's spoken to. I think he wants to be canceled so he can cry that everyone's canceling him. I think there's a lot of people that enjoy the outrage of strangers and want to be able to whine that they're being persecuted or canceled. Like, baby, you walked into a room full of people time and time again without a mask and they thought that you took their seriously, safety seriously and you did not. You were also just yelling into the faces of your teammates hundreds of times over the course of the season, but okay. Um, my question doesn't actually have to do with any of that. <laughs> so you're welcome. It has to do with his fiance, which, you know, should have known they weren't vaccinated based on Shailene's track record. Uh, she's strangely taken to Instagram to call out the Daily Mail, not to say stop harassing him or our body, our choice, but to comment on the man that the Daily Mail claims to be Aaron Rodgers and point out why they're wrong. These make me very uncomfortable. I will read them to you now. Again, have they ever met one another? Let's find out. The first is an image of a man. Again, the Daily Mail is claiming that Aaron Rodgers, po after taking um, a positive COVID test, is just in L.A., out and about. Shailene writes a bunch of stuff about the news grasping at straws and then at the bottom draws arrows pointing to this man's feet and says the following, quote, I know Aaron's body very, all caps, well, first off, his feet, ahem, and no offense to this rando dude are a lot bigger with a keyboard smiley face, not even emoji because I am confident she's a razor phone. Okay, gross, but whatever. I guess defend your man, girly, but like, why are we dragging this stranger's shoe size? I don't know, but it manages to get worse. She posts another photo of the same man and says, everyone knows Aaron has the hairiest hands on the planet. And then in the weirdest burn, in the last photo, the man is just sitting in his car, but he still has his mask on. And the Daily Mail takes a photo of the man driving away. And it's a very like close shot. She takes that picture and writes over it, cute car, but I, a cute car dude, but Aaron would never drive that. I'm sorry, this random man just went to get coffee in his Camry in L.A. and now Shailene Woodley is dragging him on her Instagram stories. Ugh. It feels very overcompensating. Like, have y'all actually met? Do y'all speak? Do you know he, did you know he wasn't vaccinated? So many questions. Absolutely zero answers from these people. Obsessed with the fact that he wanted to be a Jeopardy host. Time flies, honestly, guys, in this pop culture world. A few weeks ago, he was like, I want to be the host of Jeopardy. I love facts. And this week, he's like, um, well, the woke mob is trying to cancel me. <laughs> and his fiance is like, he's got big feet. Oh, these people are so silly.
Okay, this is like an interesting thing that we are watching and paying attention to is um, Netflix making more money. Um, apparently, when season two of Emily in Paris debuts on December 22nd, you will be able to dress like all of them and not knockoffs or alternatives from H&M and Zara, but from Roberto Coyne and Chanel. Um, Emily in Paris is doing shoppable content. I'm very interested to see how this works because it's going to be like on a Netflix shop site and Saks and the other e-com sites specific to the brands. You'll be able to buy the styles worn by Lily Collins or Ashley Park as they strut through the streets of Paris saying things like, don't you love Paris? Um, I'll be honest, I have done a decent amount of digging once I found out about this, trying to figure out if it'll be pop-ups as you watch or if something will populate after the episode is done, giving you the opportunity to buy on Netflix or click through to the retailer sites. I, I can't find any specific answers, so it'll be interesting to see how this works and how successful it is and how much money it makes both the brands and Netflix. Um, it seemed like the collaboration and all of the work was really done by the stylists on the show and whoever at Netflix is working on this new shop site. Um, but the nature of binging a Netflix show is very sloth-like in my opinion, so certainly no one wants to get up and get their credit card, but also if you buy it on Netflix, will they pre-populate your card information that's already on file with them? Will college freshmen around the country be buying Chanel sunglasses on daddy's credit card while watching episode three? I do not know. It definitely seems like on Saks.com you will be able to, which I think their website is actually like Saks Fifth Ave, isn't it? Anyway, that doesn't matter. <laughs> You'll be able to go to like an Emily in Paris shop, but it doesn't seem like everything will be there. They're only carrying like whatever brands they normally carry. I'm definitely going to keep an eye out. I'm mostly annoyed because I wasn't planning on watching season two, but I guess I'm going to have to now because I want to see how they're going to make money off of it. But very interesting for sure. Okay, last thing this week is I feel like we're about to hit a little TV peak um, because we're getting into like the holiday situation. Like think about last holidays. We got Bridgerton on like Christmas Eve or the day after Christmas or something like not this year, but Netflix still seems like it's going to pull through for us. Um, a lot of things coming out around the holidays that aren't necessarily holiday themed, like all of those movies I ran through a couple weeks ago, which I still love that I did that. Um, so cuddle up, guys, get your seasonal depression, let it take hold and watch some content. Um, I'm excited about this, The Shrink Next Door limited series that stars Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd. Absolutely phenomenal cast. And although I did not listen to the podcast because it made me kind of sad and freaked me out, I'm hoping the show doesn't do the same. It's on Apple TV as of November 12th. And I think it's being released in episode chunks, like we're getting three and then three, you know, which is always nice. It's not a full binge, but you don't have to wait every week. A healthy Apple TV balance. Um... I did not watch the first season of Southside on HBO, but I'm really excited to try it because the preview had me LOLing and that comes back this week um, for its second season. So I'm excited to like get caught up so that I can be relevant. Love a buddy comedy of any kind. That's kind of the vibes that I'm getting here. So pumped about that, like kind of Detroiters moment. Um, you've got Tiger King season two on November 17th. Apparently some of it is Joe Exotic speaking from prison. I don't know about all that, but also I said that I wasn't going to watch the second season of Emily in Paris, so we'll see. Um, other things that are second season, Emily in Paris, Tiger King, The Great on Hulu. I did not finish season one of that, <laughs> 
but I did enjoy it. I think Elle Fanning and Nicholas Holt are great in it, no pun intended. Um, so I need to go ahead and catch up, but that's on November 19th. And then November 18th is the new Mindy Kaling project coming to HBO, The Sex Lives of College Girls. I think that's a terrible title. No one asked me, but I just want to put that out there. But I love Mindy. I trust her implicitly, so like I will watch it. Uh, we know The Morning Show is back. And also Queens on ABC. I don't think I ever talked about it during my like fall TV launch roundup, but I watched the first episode. I was like very hesitant. The premise did not appeal to me at all, but the first episode had me hooked. Brandy, an icon, a legend, never has gotten enough credit for what she did with Cinderella. Um, Think about that cast of Cinderella. Brandy, Whitney Houston, Whoopi Goldberg. (laughs) Frame it. A museum dedicated to that movie, please. Um, anyway, but I thought Queens was good. I'm enjoying it. Um, we're getting Selling Sunset on November 24th. And the preview just came out and it actually looks dramatic. So I'm excited. It doesn't seem like we're just following Davina to that $75 million house again. We're getting some people with some like drama that happened before there were cameras rolling, you know. Um, I also haven't watched The Harder They Fall, but I need to because the way people are discussing Regina King, it's giving award season. Um, also the fact that Jay-Z literally joined Instagram, posted about the movie, and then he was like, just kidding, I can't be here. I need to know more about it. Like, was it an attempt at PR for the movie or did he legitimately join Instagram to promote the movie and then he was planning on staying and he was like there for like three seconds and he was like, I don't like it. Why does it say meta every time I log in now? Like, I would love to know more about that. But um, that's out. We're getting another holiday season of Great British Baking Show in early December, as God intended. Also very, very excited about Nicole Byer's stand-up premiering December 7th. Just love her so much. Um, Oh, if you haven't seen the trailer for this movie, The Unforgivable, not at all my normal vibe, but Viola Davis, once again, working very hard. It stars Sandra Bullock, who has the best work schedule from what I can figure. She does a movie, hangs out with her kids for a couple years, does another movie. I'm being very serious. It seems ideal. When was the last time y'all saw her? The Oceans movie? That's the last time I saw her. And then she took a break, and then she's doing this movie, and then she'll probably take another break. Um, And then we have, I know I talked about this, the Christmas Eve Adam McKay movie with, like, Jennifer Lawrence, Leonardo DiCaprio, the whole... Um, squad up in there so that should be just interesting and I'm sure that it will be nominated for plenty of awards because you just put enough famous people in a cast and people will pay attention and nominate it for awards except not the Oceans movie now that I'm mentioning it Sarah Paulson, Kate Blanchett, Rihanna, Mindy Kaling, no awards? A tragedy My people, my people, it is always a pleasure uh, before we go, just want to say a, a quick congrats to uh, Paul Rudd and the rest of us for being named People's Sexiest Man Alive. Him and Michael B. Jordan, that's a good run. Uh, not acting completely crazy with whatever PR team sends the most edible arrangements or whatever and just making that man. They took a legitimate option. Very cool. Um, also, have y'all seen those photos of Viola Davis as Michelle Obama for this First Ladies film? I've never seen someone so committed to a role. Matthew McConaughey maybe lost weight. Christian Slater gained weight. Have any of them had the thinnest eyebrows known to man posted on their forehead? I think not. Just gotta love her. Give that woman all the awards. Um, I'm off to go start watching holiday movies because it's cold and they've been provided to me. Thanks for catching up. Bye.